Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. We're going to dive right into this. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit the last few um, Sundays. Um, we just kind of fell into this series, sort of kind of like after we had started talking about the spiritual disciplines, the spiritual disciplines of a believer. How many have enjoyed applying and imploring those disciplines, prayer, fasting? Well, we didn't really talk a whole lot about fasting, but prayer, the word, and we talked about giving and servitude and so forth. And last week, we talked about the language of the Holy Spirit, the language. So for those who were here or those who heard it through the podcast, how many have been um, praying in the spirit and praying in other tongues for an hour a day? Ray, let me see your hands. Okay, God bless you. We got one. And how many have, have at least did a half a, half a week? Okay, <laughs> that's a little bit better. All right. How many had did at least once? Once. Anybody do once? Okay, no one did. Okay, um, so we, we, want, we put out a challenge that you, you should be praying in the Spirit an hour a day. Um, we, you can break it up 15 minutes for 15-minute sessions, but we want you not to just pray on the go. You should pray on the go, you know, pray in the Spirit, especially on your mask and so forth. You, you can pray on the go, but you need to take some time, what we call consecrated time, where it's nothing, nothing is going on. You turn off your cell phone, turn off... Um, you, you focus. You, you, you're either on your knees or you're laying in your bed or you're sitting down or you're standing, but it, you're not distracted by things, right? And, 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 and you need to develop that. I, I received a text earlier about, oh, my goodness, uh, th th this is just not possible for me to do this <laughs> it, the way my life is. But you, how many know you have to make things priority? You do what you want to do. Right, we, you should never you should never use excuses. Oh, I can't do this. When the Bible boldly says you can do all things through Christ. Well, I got too many kids. I got this going on. I got that going. It doesn't matter. Like, get over it. Right, uh, you, you can do this because this is not just something that should be optional, but it's it's, it's a mandate on our lives as Christians, especially if, if you're spirit filled. You you should be spending time in praying in the spirit, praying out the plan of God. You should spend some time. It, it, it doesn't matter. You, I mean, I'm sure if you turn, um, catch off your favorite shows or, or the things that you do, that extra stuff, you find time to do what you want to do. All right? You'll make it happen. Because it's not Bible, but, but there's a good saying where there's a will, there's a way. You make things happen. And you forget things that is not important. If it's not important to you, you forget it. But let it be oh, tax day or let it be something that you need, a closing day or an interview or you will make it happen. And time with God is mandatory. Amen. You forget names that's not important to you. But if it's important, let a CEO come by. Let, let, let somebody who can hire you and change the trajectory of your life, you will remember their name. And even if they give you their social security number, you'll remember that. <laughs> you remember things that are important to you. 
And so this is not something for option, but this is something that God is calling us um, as a church, uh, part of the collective church at the body of Christ at large. We are called to pray in the spirit, and there is a deficiency upon the earth that there's not a lot of people praying in other tongues. Most Christians that I know only pray at a high service. When the spirit is high, they do a, sh- a, lot of sh- a little shamba, and, but, but it's the shamba doing that the week that's going to change your life. <clears throat> that went over pretty well. <clears throat> so Titus chapter 2, we're talking about the language of the Holy Spirit. The language, this is part two from last week. The language of the Holy Spirit. Um, there's a great temptation. I'm, I'm telling you, every time I talk about this subject, I, there is a resistance spiritually. <laughs> Don't talk about that. Um, I, I said this last week, I'm actually changing my Ph.D. program to a school so that I can do my dissertation on tongues. Because that's how much I sense this mandate to share with the world. Amen. Amen. Titus chapter 2, verses 4 and 6. The Holy Spirit is, is, is not, he is not an it He is a person. He has been sent to indwell us. He's been sent to equip us for the will of God. Thank you, Lord. Um, Titus chapter 3. I'm sorry, it's not 2. Chapter 3, and let's look at verses 4 through 6. 4 through 6. It says, but when, I'm reading out of the English Standard Version, but when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared... He saved us. Wait, let's stop there. Who saved us? Jesus. He saved us. He saved us. So you can't save yourself. Uh, um, There's an old song um, way before most of your age um, by Sandra Crouch called um, uh, No One. Uh, I'm missing the words up. But it was like no one can save me but Jesus. And you have to come to a place where you recognize the only person that can save us is Jesus. He's, the, he's, the God, he's God manifested in the flesh. He's the God-man. He's not just a godly man, but he's the God-man. He is God incarnated. God becoming a man. That's, that's who Jesus is. He's not, after the thought, he's not just a historical figure, but he's a living reality. And the Bible tells us that he is the way, not a way. The way is is a definite article. The way. (laughs) Um, And so you can't even get to God unless you go through Jesus. He's the way. And he's not a truth. And and nowadays people talk about they're living their truths. Uh, As a Christian, we don't live our truths. We live his truth. Amen. Um, It's not your truth. No, that's your perception. Of, 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 you know, what you can perceive as a truth. But truth is truth regardless of how you feel, whether you agree with it or not. Um, truth trumps your emotions. <laughs> it trumps your ideology. Truth remains the same. It, it, it doesn't change. It doesn't change even if you feel like it, you disagree with it. So truth, so don't live your truth. Live his truth. Live the truth. Amen. Um, Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, 
definite article. <laughs> um, I am the light, or I'm the life, and no one can come to the Father unless you come through me. Amen. Amen. And so until you come to that realization, you, you, will, you will forever be lost and looking for satisfaction, looking for fulfillment. Um, we, the Bible says, whosoever believes on him shall not perish, uh, should not be void, should not be um, without purpose. You can't even discover your purpose without Christ. All right, let's stop there. Um, here we go. It says, but when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Let's stop there. It says that he didn't save us because of our works. Well, what are works? Works is let, let me do something good to earn God's favor. See, you can't earn God's favor. You can't earn his good gracious grace. You can't, you can't invoke his, 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 his love on you. The wonderful thing, Christianity is the only religion <laughs> that, that the deity comes down and saves the creation. Is he, Christianity is the only religion that, that, that man cannot search for God, but God is searching for man. Is God reaching out? See, the Bible says in Romans 3 that we weren't even looking for God. We weren't trying to know him. We ignored him, and we had fisted hearts towards God. We, we had rebellion against God. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to live my own life. I don't need you. And yet Christ in his graciousness, in his mercy, reached out. God so loved the world that he reached out. And that, that whosoever believes in him, not just believe that he exists. Let's go over there. I'm sorry. Y'all got the preacher coming out. I'm supposed to be teaching. John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Let's go over there. <clears throat> John chapter 3. My cousin, I have a cousin in Dallas, um, Fort Worth area. And she is one of my, uh, we were very close. We just discovered each other probably about 10 years ago through Facebook. Her, her uncle, I mean, her, her father was my, one of my favorite uncles. And for years, he, um, he, was, he, he discovered that he had a daughter, and he prayed. He, every time he got on the phone with me, he, he would make me pray <laughs> that we would find her. And so we were looking, you know, back then, Internet was, you know, the Internet's been around since the 70s, for those who don't know. All right, and so don't, don't, you know, Internet, people are like, hey, 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 internet. you didn't have the Internet. Well, <laughs> I didn't have access to the Internet, but it was around. So he couldn't find his daughter. He tried to look for his daughter. And so we would pray almost every time we talked about finding his daughter. And one day he, 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 he died and, and went home to be with Jesus. A year later, about a year or something changed, she reached out to his mom and his, um, his, um, some of his sisters and my aunts and, aunts. and so he was looking, she went to look for him uh, and, and found that he existed and that he was, you know, he had a family, but it was a year later that she found out he had died. So if it was a year before, she would have met him. Long story short, then our aunt died. One of our aunts died, and I was on Facebook, 
and she was at a wet, uh, at the funeral, and I see this lady, young lady. I said, "Wait a minute, she looks like my uncle." So I said, "Hey, um, if you don't mind me asking, this is just a weird request, a, you know, uh, messenger. Um, who's your daddy?" <laughs> I, mean, I know she was like, "What the heck?" And she says, um, "Is is such and such?" And I said, "You you my cousin?" And she's like, "Oh." <laughs> and so she told me later, she asked, like, who is this Dwayne Wright? You know, he's he just going, going to message me. Like, this is weird. And it's come to find out, that, you know, they verified and say, hey, you know, that's really your cousin. And this is how it is, your cousin, so forth. And so we exchanged numbers. Um, I had the honor and privilege of, 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 of sharing um, the gospel with her, got her connected to her church. And, and, and anybody know what I did next? I sent her a bunch of books. <laughs> and so I sent her and boyfriend at the time a bunch of books. And, and anyway, um, and so over time, we just we got close. And she got saved. She got filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, she got baptized in water, started serving God. I mean, just wonderful things came from that. But I told her that we prayed for you every single time we talked. <laughs> so, I, and so she's flipped out about that. Anyway, long story short, she asked me about, about six months ago, what are the two most important um, what, are the, what is the most important verse in the Bible? <laughs> I'm like, all of it. <laughs> she said, I always see this 316 at um, football, team, football games. I see 316. Have you ever seen that? Like at a football 316 or it's at a baseball game or, you know, people have these signs up 316 and the camera goes by and, and you know, people, sometimes people put it on their face 360. Have y'all seen that? Or it's just me? All right, so, so, so she's like, okay, I know what 316 says, for God so loved the world, but, I mean, break it down for me, cousin. I said, actually, <laughs> it's not one verse that's the most important. It's two. So here we are, John 3. I said all that to say this. <laughs> for God so loved the world, John chapter 3, verse 16. You should highlight this. You should memorize it. My mind is in King James, but it, it, it is, I'm learning ESV. For God so loved the world past tense, right? He so loved the world. He displayed his love to the world that he gave his only son. So we know that love is an action. You can't just say, I love you, right? But it, 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 it's, it, it, it's displayed through action, through your living, right? I, um, love is a verb. Love is action. So don't tell me you love the Lord and you still don't display a life that displays your love. I, I love God so love. He 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 could have said, I love you, love you, love you, love you, love you, right? And that's it. <laughs> but he displayed his love. And we see this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever, whosoever, believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Highlight those two, memorize those, baptize yourself in that. When you're feeling like you, no one loves you, just reflect on 316, 317. For God so loved the world that he gave Jesus, that whosoever believes in him, um, should not perish. I believe that some Christians are still perishing, even though they believe in him. So the areas that you are perishing in is the area that you're not believing in him in. Yeah. 
Whosoever believes in him is not a mental assent. It's not a mental agreement. Believe in him. Believe that he existed. Great. But an active faith that reaches out to grab hold of him and says, you know what? I realize he loves me and I'm not going to let him go. He already grabbed hold of me and now I'm grabbing hold of him. I believe in him. I, I have active and living faith in him. Uh, my faith is not mental only, but it's alive. My heart wholeheartedly, I pledge my allegiance to him. My loyalty is to him. Um, um, I rely on him for my salvation. That's what it means. Um, not to let him go. I believe in him, not just believe that he existed, but my whole existence depends upon him for my salvation. I throw myself on the mercies of Jesus. And, and without him, without his virgin birth, without his sinless life, Without his vicarious death and without his glorious resurrection, I cannot be saved. I believe in those saving acts. I believe that they apply to my life. I believe, see, I, I, I don't know what, what other people do in their religion. But they, they, you know, I'm a, I'm a Muslim, I'm a Buddhist, and I do this. No, uh, it's not just morals uh, to be born again. It's, it's to be born from up above. To, everything about my life is governed by the fact that I'm born again. And Jesus made the demand from the world on the world. He says, see, Jesus has demands for those who don't know him. He says, you must be born again. You cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You cannot even see it unless you're born of the spirit and of the water. You got to be born into this. <laughs> Questions always come up, can a person be born gay? Absolutely, absolutely. I believe you can be born a gay. You can be born having hatred in your heart. You can be born a murderer. You can be born a lie, a liar. And it, but you got to get, get born again. Uh, and Nicodemus says, how can a man go, go back into his mother's womb? <laughs> you got to explain this, Jesus. He says, the spirit of God <laughs> changes the heart. And we see that we don't know the, the, the effects of the wind, but we, we don't know, we can't see the wind, but we see the effects of the wind. It's likewise for those who are born again. You see the effects. You see the fruit of the spirit. You see the evidence of the spirit at, and work and work in that person's life. You, can, you can't just believe. I believe he existed. But I, 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 I take his, his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, his sitting at the right hand of the Father, his intercession, his promise of his return, the coming of the Spirit. I receive it by faith. And I, and I allow the Spirit of God to apply the finished work of Jesus to my life. Where well, I sinned and messed up and I'm guilty before God. I got so much debt before God that it, it's, it's going to take all eternity to pay him back to pay for my sins but Jesus stepped in he says father I'm the advocate I'm at the right hand and I take my place I take their place I receive the punishment I receive the judgment every I, I go to hell for them you don't have to go to hell for anybody because he already went I go to hell for them I'll be I suffer for them 
so they can be your sons and your daughters. This Jesus is not an afterthought. He's alive and he's well. He's, he's, he's speaking to the hearts of men and women, boys and girls. And he's calling people back to himself. And, and, and the whole purpose, he's the last Adam. Where the first Adam messed up and ate the fruit. It could have been a kiwi. Ate the fruit. <laughs> the second Adam refused to, to, to eat for 40 days and 40 nights. Where Israel failed God in the wilderness, Jesus fulfilled and obeyed. <laughs> And every judgment that was pronounced on Israel was placed upon Jesus. <laughs> He's the only one who's holy in Israel. <laughs> He's the only one who, had, who deserves. And the Bible tells us in, in, in Revelation that um, there's no need for the sun in heaven in the New Jerusalem because he is the light. He, so he is the light. He's not a light. He's the light. Religion tells us that he's a light. <laughs> but the Bible tells us he's the light. Amen. Y'all got me preaching up in here, up in here. So my cousin asked me, what are the two, what, what's the most important verse in the Bible? And I said, for this, for God so loved the world that he gave. His only, and, and, and it's going to take a lifetime to understand this. It's going to take a lifetime to live this out. <laughs> Whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So before you go and have eternal life after this life, you got to possess eternal life in this life. Verse 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. But in order that the world might be saved through him. When you, when you understand that, <laughs> you understand that Jesus didn't come to condemn you. He didn't come to say, ha, ha, you're a sinner and you're a wretch undone. But he came to save us. He came to deliver us from the wrath of God. Let's continue. Let's, let's look at this. It, um, jump down to verse. Thank you, Lord. Jump down to verse 36. Verse 36 says this. John chapter 3, verse 36. Whoever, King James, whosoever, believes in him. Notice it's the S, right? Believes, present tense. Um, um, it's not a past tense. I believed in him. <laughs> I shall believe in him. No, you be believes in him. Active faith, right? A living faith. Come on, say, I got living faith. I got faith now. Because faith is never in the past and it's never in the future. Hope is in the future. Faith is now. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Uh, now faith is. <laughs> now. Uh, um, it, it, faith is always present tense. Um, uh, you know, sometimes people, they, they try to operate in faith and, and, and uh, one day I'll walk. No, 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 no. Hope brings reality. Faith brings reality to your hope. Your hope may be, give me the bigger house. Your hope may be making it big as, as an athlete, right? Your hope may be having a six-pack pack for Lady Courtney. Um, that might be a hope. <laughs> but faith grabs hold of the hope and brings it into reality. <laughs> so hope is important, but faith is the substance of things hoped for. It, it, it's, the, it's, the, it's the material that brings your hope into reality. Have the vision board. Because that's your hope, and your faith does the work. Your faith brings into reality what you're hoping for. Another dimension of faith 
is that grace, what grace has accomplished, faith bring, makes it a reality. For by grace you are saved. Faith makes it a reality that you are saved now. Amen. Everything that grace accomplished on the cross, faith makes it a reality. I'm not trying to get delivered. I'm delivered. I'm not trying to be prosperous. I'm prosperous now. I'm not trying to be healed. I'm healed now. Faith says, now by whose stripes I am healed. Uh, uh, faith says, I, I believe that God raised Christ from the dead. And it's, it, it, it activates, it makes me alive to God. I'm finally alive to God. At one point, I was dead to God. I was, in the word death, death or dead is separation from God. At one point, I was separated from God in the transgressions of my sins. What is sin? Sin is, if God tells you to go right, you go left. That's sin. <laughs> anything that God forbids is sin. Or anything that God tells you to do something and you don't do it, it's sin. And so we were in our sins. <laughs> but God, who is merciful, who is rich in mercy, shed his loving kindness to us through Christ. Verse 36. Everybody should see this. John chapter 3, verse 36, you should memorize it, highlight it, know this for yourself. John chapter 3, verse 36, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. And whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life. <laughs> that word life in the Greek is zoe, shall not see the God kind of life. See, um, there's a song in my head, and I got Elder Mark here. Um, there's a song in my head by Andre Crouch, you ain't living until you met the master. Um, you, you, there's no life outside of him. You're really the walking dead. <laughs> You're just walking like a zombie. There's a song by Lecrae. I was a zombie. I was chasing all the strippers, and I was trying to get the bacon. I messed the song up. I was trying to get the bacon. <laughs> you know, uh, I was a zombie. <laughs> I was dead. I was without Christ. You got to see yourself. Outside of Christ, I'm a zombie. I just want to get money, get the little bacon <laughs> so I can have some bacon. <laughs> I want to have a nice house. What life is that? Just because you have, you can have all, I have friends who are poor and I have friends who are rich. We all need Jesus. Amen. It, it, it doesn't matter. We, we all need Jesus. I know people who are popular and I know people who are unpopular. There's no, there's no shame in being popular and famous. And there's no shame to be unknown. Our society and social media tells us we need to be known. We need more likes and we need more, we need no more followers. What's that going to do for you? Just because you know somebody popular or famous doesn't make you rich, doesn't make you popular. Even if they shout you out, doesn't mean people are going to come follow you. My identity is not the amount of money I have or who I know. I, I'm talking about on the earth. <laughs> but it's whose I am. My identity. I know people who are rich who are insecure, and I know people who are poor and insecure. I know people who are rich who, who, have, who has pride, and I know people who are poor and they got pride. Humility is something to glorify God in. Having love is something to glorify God in. I'd much rather have love than money, but it's okay if God wants to give me love and money. <laughs> I ain't opposed. I ain't a poverty mentality preaching. But at the same time, don't go after the bacon. 
when the, you know what I'm saying? Because bacon's only good for now. It, you can cook it, cook it up, and burn it right now, and then one day you're going to step into eternity. It's just like that. People are dying. The other day, I, I, I got a chance to be in the presence of greatness just last yesterday. And inside the, pre, the pre, this woman of God, uh, I think she just turned 81, 82. Uh, greatness. She's been around the world teaching the gospel, preaching the gospel. Greatness. I mean, I mean, 80 years old, alive and well. Don't, doesn't look like it. Drives an hour and some change to church every Sunday and every Thursday for Bible study. And some of y'all could live 20 minutes away, can't you come? <laughs> Faithful, woman of God. And when you see her, you just see the glory of God. Got strength like, like a 30-year-old. <laughs> I'm telling you, but she serves the living God, the living God. Amen. And so this scripture tells us, whosoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Believe, believes in the Son has eternal life. And whoever <laughs> does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. So why does Jesus, why do we need Jesus to save us? What are we being saved from? We're being saved from the wrath or the judgment of God. So when people say, I'm saved, what does that mean to people who don't know Jesus? It means you're part of a religion, something greater. I'm saved from God's judgment. There's a day of judgment coming to all humanity, and I'm delivered from that day. Come on. There's two thrones, right, two judgment seats, the white throne judgment, and you better not be there. I pray to God that you do not find yourself in the white throne judgment. If you have, I, I have failed as your pastor. Don't ever get there. Don't, no, no, no. You better be at the judgment seat of Christ. Because the white throne judgment is for those who don't know him. And he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. And he'll throw them into the lake of fire, something far, something far worse than hell. Hell is horrible, but lake of fire is worse. Great white throne judgment is a place for all the world to stand before a holy God and God pronounces judgment on them. They, they did not receive Jesus as their substitute. Therefore, they're not delivered from their sins. Christians will stand before the judgment seat of Christ where they will receive a reward based on this life. Please don't go to heaven without rewards. All right, we'll talk about that another time. Amen. My time is getting away from us. Let, let's go this real quick. So we're talking about... <laughs> Go back to Titus, Titus chapter 3, verses 4. Titus chapter 3, verse 4. Titus chapter 3, verse 4, we talked about how, verse 5, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. It takes the Holy Spirit to cause us to be born again. Verse 6, it says, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. We have received the Holy Spirit. If you're born again, if, if Jesus is your Lord and your Savior, the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of you. You have him inside of you. But when you receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit, 
you receive um, the infilling of the Spirit. The Spirit fills you up to overflowing, and the Spirit comes upon you for service. Amen. And according to Ephesians chapter 1, it says that we, have, we are sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. So if you got born again, if you're born again, saved by his blood, saved through his grace, by faith, then the Spirit of God has sealed you. Let's go over there, Ephesians chapter 1. In the past, I have rushed through these passages, assuming that everybody knows what I'm talking about. But I, I, want, I don't want you to be ignorant concerning the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1, let's look at verse 13 and 14. It says, in him or in Christ. You, you should take some time and go through the New Testament, mainly the epistles, and find out the in him scriptures. Wherever it says in him, that's who you are. That's what you have. <laughs> that's what you are. In him. Uh, you need to underline them, highlight them, um, memorize them, and confess them. Kenneth E. Hagin has a little mini book called In Him. You need to get, get the scriptures and go through them. Um, you really don't know why Jesus died <laughs> um, or the implications of his death in just Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But in the epistles from Romans to Revelation or Romans to Jude, you actually find out what, why Jesus died and what you have as a result of that. It's the implications of the cross or the implications of the gospel. So Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 says, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth. Some of us have heard a lot of words of lies. But we, when we hear the gospel, the good news, gospel means good news, we've heard the word of truth. Also, Paul says the word of life or the word of faith. He, there's three different ways he describes this gospel, the word of truth, the word of life in Philippians, and Romans, he says the word of faith in Romans 10. It says the gospel of your salvation, <clears throat> Believe and believed in him. That's that word again, believed in him, uh, relying in him, relying upon him, trusting him, taking hold of him. Right. So don't look at belief. Sometimes we think, you know, I believe. You know, no, no, it's, it's, it's active. It's alive. It says, and believed in him and were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So when, when did we when did we receive this? This um, when did we when were we sealed with the Holy Spirit? It tells us when we heard the word of truth and believed in it. It's not enough to hear. You got to believe what you hear. You got to mix faith with the gospel, with, with the word of God. Believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So the moment that you and I believed in Jesus, it's the moment that the Spirit of God sealed us. What is that seal? It's telling us that we belong to him. He marked us. He set us apart. He sanctified us. He, he says, this is my possession. This, 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 he or she belongs to me. They don't belong to the world. You, you don't belong to yourself. You're sealed with the Holy Spirit. And this sealing, let's, let's talk about it a little bit more. Verse 14, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. The Spirit of God came inside of us and sealed us to let us know that our redemption 
is coming. How many know that our redemption is not complete? We were saved, we're being saved, and we shall be saved. Our redemption will be complete at the return of Jesus. And at that day, <laughs> the Bible says, in a twinkling of the eye, in a moment, we'll be changed into his image and into his likeness. Come on. And it's going to happen just like that. The, 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 the guarantee that that day is coming is he gave us the Holy Spirit. He didn't trust us to our angel. He trusts us with his spirit. He gave us his spirit. Who is God? Amen. So the Holy Spirit is within every believer. But there is another experience, and we'll talk about this next week, called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It, 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 it's not the same as being saved, but it is, it is an, uh, uh, another experience that the Bible speaks of called the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to show you these two scriptures, and then we're going to call it a day. Um, go with me to John chapter 4. John chapter 4. Thank you, Lord. John chapter 4. We see Jesus at this well. He's asking for water. And the Samaritan came alone. Um, and she was, she's asking Jesus for some water. It says, Jesus, verse 10, John chapter 4, verse 10. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, and you, you would have asked him, he would have given you living water. Everybody say living water. And the woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get this living, that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us this well, gave us the well, and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. And Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will, will be thirsty again. In other words, if you drink of the natural water only, you're going to be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this, this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. So here this woman is asking Jesus. Jesus is declaring to her that, hey, if you drink this natural water, you're going to thirst again. But I can give you water that you'll never thirst again. This is the well of salvation. This is the water of salvation. When you come to Jesus and Jesus saves you, you have a well that will never, will cause you never to thirst again. There is a satisfaction within every Christian that they, they're, they, they're not looking for satisfaction outside of it. Now, we may be tempted and, and get in the flesh and look for things, but the inside of our spirits, we know that Jesus is the way. We know that there is no satisfaction outside of him. Amen. The Bible tells us that um, inside of every man, Ecclesiastes, it says that God has placed eternity inside of every man. So inside of every person, there is a, a, a longing for something greater than themselves. I, I, there's a movie, a, a series on Netflix that I, I look at. It's called The Last Kingdom. And I was looking at the very last 
um, season of it yesterday, last night, uh, like 10 o'clock at night. And inside, at the end, um, the, the guy who, who, was, who, who was like what, what the story is all about, he's looking out, he's remembering those who have passed before him. And even in that, that series, it, 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 it depicts a longing, understanding for something out of this life. There's got to be something greater than this life. Um, uh, there's more to this life than going to work, getting an education and paying your bills and, get, and getting the nice house. Because how many know you can get something nice, new, and you not be satisfied? That, I mean, you get a new car, you're like, oh, it's nice, it smells good, you drive, and then after a while, it's boring. Boredom is a lack of the presence of God. Um, the other day, Declan, and I don't mean to use a lot of stories, personal stories, I probably use too much, too many, but Declan says, I'm bored, and I say, you're out the will of God. Because if you're bored, you're out of the will of God. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> We're like, what are you talking about? The will of God. The will of God is for me to have your phone right now. <laughs> and I won't be bored. <laughs> Boredom <laughs> speaks of that you're out of the will of God. A Christian should never be bored. <laughs> that went over pretty well. I heard two ums. <laughs> if you're bored, you're not doing something right. <laughs> Jesus is full of life. Jesus is full of life. If your marriage is boring, you need to come to the small group coming up on April 9th <laughs> to light the fire. Love making every night. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> praise the Lord. Jesus is Lord. <laughs> Boredom is not the will of God. This, this, this water, this water that Jesus spoke of speaks of our salvation. The, uh, Lord, restore unto us the joy of our salvation. Let, we, let us discover how, not falling in love with Jesus. That's a nice, cute little song that I sung at, that I had sung at my wedding. Nice, cute. But we're not to fall in love with Jesus. We are to be in love with him. Because if you fall in love, you can fall out. Amen. Be in love with Jesus. Amen. I'm not, I'm falling in love. I know what they said. I'm, I'm not knocking, you know, lyrics, whatever you want to, you know. All right. Be in love with Jesus. Be in love with him every day. And let that love grow and grow and grow and grow and take you all the way into eternity. Your love for Jesus will continue to grow. Um, um, one last scripture. Um, John chapter 7. Thank you, Lord. John chapter 7. And let's look at verse 37 and 39. He says, on the last day in, of the feast... The great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture, as the scripture has said, out of his heart, or out of his belly, will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the spirit whom, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet... The Spirit had not been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Here Jesus is speaking concerning the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He says, out of your belly or out of your heart shall flow rivers. Notice that. It says rivers of living water. Not just one river. Rivers. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, it should be a rivers of water. Last statement before I let you go. 
Um, speaking in tongues pulls us ahead into uncharted territory. It pulls us into God's future. What God is creating on the earth and in the future, leaving, leaving the old behind and looking forward to the future, looking forward to the second coming of Christ. Speaking in tongues, he who speaks it lives in tomorrow's world. We're leaving the present and the past behind and taking what we can from them on our journey and pressing on towards the future. Be, be willing to see something we have never seen before. When you and I yield ourselves to the Spirit of God and pray in this heavenly language, the Spirit of God begins to pray concerning the plan of God for you, for the body of Christ, and for the world. You're praying into the future. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Every eye closed, every head bowed. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Dwayne, I heard you talk about Jesus. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.